This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Can I tell you something, Jorge? up while i do not love the colors or the words written on this 49er yeah. poncho i think i'd like to make an announcement yeah i'm a poncho guy <laughs> there you go <laughs> like, this you're like is... me in the third grade when i wore it to my <laughs> school picture day <laughs> i had no I, this is the first time i've ever had a poncho on in my life you guys should let people know how comfortable these are. They're this warm. is wonderful. They're warm. It's inside. It's nice and warm. It's nice and soft. It's great. You can't tell your shape. It's yeah. always it's just in a poncho. Well, 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 take it easy. That's yeah. why I like ponchos too. <laughs> I just, I, I, I feel like I found You're a, wearing a poncho. Element. You've never met somebody. You're, Look, you're like, yeah, I'm, uh, I weigh 225. <laughs> I'm as ripped as possibly can be. Nobody could tell. I, I've now become a stretching guy. And now I'm a poncho guy. I'm turning yeah. over new leaves left yeah, and right. Yeah, very popular uh, yesterday. People were like, you're going to take a picture of your poncho? Sure. Boom, there you go. They were they selling. Would hold it. Oh, it speaking nice. of, I was I'm walking in, you know, my, the walk that I take from HPC where we park into uh, SoFi Stadium. And I, you know, run into some folks along the way. I had on a 710 pullover, a guy that was selling merch, right? Mm-hmm. He was selling uh, hats and, and straw hats and all that kind of stuff. And he, my pullover had the 710 logo on the sleeve. He goes, yeah. Hey, 710? He was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, I listen all the time. I said, oh, man, thank you so much. And he says, who are you? (laughs) And and I told him, and he's like, oh, man, I listen to you guys every day. That was Jimmy out front of the SoFi Stadium. Like, I'm sweet tea. What's up, Jimmy? That's what he said. He goes, sweet tea. So I got a lot of good sweet tea stuff. Sean, Jimmy, Nelson, Jim, Robert from Sacramento came all the way down. Awesome. He made a point of saying hello. Uh, Philly Phil was in there. And then, of course, uh, Jorge's new best buddy, Kerry, at the HPC. So all were those all Rams fans? Uh, like- I don't know about Jimmy outside because he was working. He was not dressed up in yeah. gear. I don't think. Jimmy's like, let carry. me get that seven ten shirt <laughs> off of you. And, I would have uh, traded it for an Aaron Donald uh, t shirt. <laughs> I, I can I can do a little. There's all system. kinds of stuff out there. Yeah, a lot of stuff. I do like the fact that as you leave a stadium now, that you can the hot dogs have been there a while, but now yeah. you can get cold drinks you Dude, get yeah five dollars five dollars we take venmo zell everything else yeah. Like, oh yeah they're set up yeah. oh, they're set up you got one coolers, after the game right jorge we got hot dogs and then we got um refreshments on the way in yes if you know what i mean yes and yeah. it's, the coolers are packed correctly oh yes they are they are loaded those those coolers yes, are they are loaded with ice and the smart beer. it's it's very yeah. very well done very well done uh million dollar monday is back on 710 thanks to hollywood park casino keep listening all day long for your cue to call when you hear it be caller number seven you will give us your Super Bowl prediction, both the teams and the final score, and you could be winning a million bucks. And just for playing, you're going to get two tickets to a game at SoFi. Million Dollar Mondays on 710 ESPN, presented by Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, play. Chargers 0-2. I want to play this uh, right here. This was an exchange toward the end of his press conference after the game when he was asked whether or not the collapse in the playoffs yep. yeah, was affecting his team. Here's uh, here's Brandon Staley going back and forth about the Jacksonville loss last year. A lot, a lot of people sort of wondered whether that Jacksonville loss would... I'm not, I'm not worried about the Jacksonville loss. The Jacksonville loss hasn't carried on to the season whatsoever. If you've seen our training camp or you've seen the way we've played in the first two games, it hasn't had an impact on our team whatsoever. 
Our team is connected. Our team has played its heart out in two games, and we've lost two tough games. But there's, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And if you ask anyone in our locker room, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And that's just the truth. It's a convenient storyline for you and for everybody else, but it's not the truth. We've lost two tough games, but the guys in that locker room, the men in that locker room, they are finishers and they have what it takes, and we're excited to prove ourselves. Yeah, we just lost a game in overtime, Jeff. So how do you think the mood is? How do you think the mood is? Bad. How do you think it is? It's tough. It's tough. It's a tough, it's a tough group in there. There's a lot of pride bad. in that room. Okay? And we put a lot into this, and we got a good football team. And so we've lost two tough games. We've got to bounce back, learn from our mistakes, and be ready for Minnesota. That does not sound like the man who has coached two games this season. That sounds like a guy who is really deeply frustrated and anxious and everything else. There, It's 0-2. It's not a great start, but it's a far from a fatal blow. It sounds like a guy who is really feeling it. Well, listen, it, it's not just the 0-2. Like We'd be lying to ourselves if the only history was – there's some – some teams right now in the NFL, he's not the only one that's 0-2. The circumstance for the Chargers is completely different. You're Brandon Staley. You're coming off a year where two years you've coached in the NFL and the stigma that you have in the league, the taste that whether you're a Charger fan or not, you have a certain taste when you think of Brandon Staley. And then you start out this year. Look how last year ended. He's talking about the Jacksonville game. It has no um, – there's a way to have approached those two questions – that was not calm, cool, and collective. Listen, I know, got off 0-2. This is not how we had planned it and structured it. Give us some time. We're going to make it happen. This is not the football team. That sounded like a dude that's looking every single day saying, um, uh, am I going to get canned? Am I going to get <laughs> yeah. fired? By the way, he, that's exactly what it and, like. and listen, it's it's with Dean Spanos, I can't tell you if he's going to get fired. I don't know if he's going to. I know that he's had other opportunities. Brandon Staley, I think, has showed enough to where – at the absolute worst, you're questioning whether he's ready to be an NFL coach or will he ever be another NFL or will he ever have another opportunity for an NFL coach? Dean could potentially keep him around just because from a financial perspective, he doesn't want to pay multiple coaches. But I, I thought that exchange was so telling of the position that he's in and what he feels. And that whole go look at those guys in that locker room, this, that. My brother, you might be losing every every one of those guys in that locker room. They might be they might be watching the circumstance, not just what's happened this year, but in in uh, these last two years, and especially in the playoff game last year. That who knows if he recovers from it. A couple of things, you know, when you're on a plane and it it gets a little bumpy and the turbulence is bad, and you're kind of like, hey, is this a big deal or is this just a, a rough patch of air? What, what has everybody ever told you? Look at the stewardess. If the stewardess is chill, it, they're flight attendant. If the flight attendant is chill, everything's fine. When they look scared, it's a. It, you should probably start to worry about yeah. it because they're in the air every day. If this was his players looking at the head coach to see whether or not their coach is worried about an 0-2 start, he just sent the entire wrong. That sounded like a guy that's very worried about his football team. If that was designed to instill confidence in his players or confidence in Charger fans – he it was I a colossal failure. Mm -hmm. He he just missed drastically. The other part is watching this dude just reinforces the Chargers are not serious. They're not a serious group of individuals. I'm not, not talking about the players. No, I'm not talking. Got, I was the, just going to say players, they got a serious roster. Put put, put the play, The players are in a different category. Absolutely, they have good play. They're not a serious group of people. Their ownership is not serious. Their head coach is not serious because a serious owner would not be here with this guy. 
A serious owner would not continue to go through this time after time after time. You'd move on. There's a rumor out there floating around that Jim Harbaugh is, who knows if it's true or not. Jim Harbaugh, hiring Jim Harbaugh means you're pretty serious. You know what? Jim Harbaugh may be weird. He may be abrasive. He may be, you know what else he is? He's a damn good coach. Everywhere he goes, his teams win. They won at Stanford. They won at the 49ers. He won at USD. He won at USD. He knows what he's doing. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're serious about your business, you go get Sean Payton. You go get Jim Harbaugh. You go get somebody. And I'm not saying that hiring Brandon Staley was a bad idea at the front, but made a pretty compelling case that he's not ready for this. Move on. It happens. They're not serious Especially, people. Especially, it's different, too, because hypothetically, they're still in San Diego, right? You're really not competing with anybody else in the market. You're in L.A. now. I mean, you're literally the... For, for the time that the Chargers have been in Los Angeles, they've been not the back page. What's after the back page? Uh, you get a weekly newsletter. Like it's what's you get an email that says sale twenty five percent up. Penny like, saver flyer in I, your I, mailbox. I, I don't even know what the I don't <laughs> know what the equipment is. Yeah. It's rubber band to your door to, to your uh, the handle on your door. I don't even think it's that. I think it's when you go to your car and there's like a business oh, a card. Like a there's a flyer right there. I think it's that. But it's it's also on top of everything that we talked about. You're here. The Rams are not supposed to be good this year. They're interesting again, right? The one year that they were not good last season, coming off a Super Bowl, you blew a 28, whatever the lead was in Jacksonville, to 27 to three. When you say they're not serious, man, that they're that, just not serious it's, people. It's almost like like that should be printed out and put in front of the Chargers facility. We are not serious. Because you're right, ultimately at the end of the uh, end of the day, that owner is going to make decisions that he feels is in the best interest of the franchise. I don't think he does that. You're going to make bad decisions. They happen. Everybody does. But when you just, oh, I made a bad look. We're, let's talk about Cam Akers for a second because this goes together. The Rams made a bad decision to bring Cam Akers back. Yeah, that that blew up in their face again. But they very quickly said, you know what? All right, let's move on from this. Let's go to the next thing. They invested a hundred million dollars in Jared Goff, and it said, you know what? I don't think it's quite good enough. We got to get better. They did. They gave Todd Gurley whatever they gave him, tens of millions of dollars. And then shortly thereafter, they said, you know what? I don't think this is going to work. And they move on from it. You're going to make mistakes that every team does. All 32 teams make mistakes. And and a lot of them, it's not a big deal. It's how do you respond to your mistakes? How do you react? How do you try to rectify some of these things? And the Chargers just let it rot. And and, and it's and because Justin Herbert is really good. Sure. You Austin Eckler, he didn't play yesterday, but he's a really good sure. player. Keenan and Allen. Bosa, Go down Keenan the list. Allen yeah. and Khalil Mack. Talents like, there. JC Jack, they got good players and they keep losing. Do you remember this quote? Anthony Lynn last year had a quote. He said, this organization do what will do whatever it takes to win. He was talking about the 49ers. Okay? Yep. Resources out there, you know what? That was different for me compared to what I was going through in LA. So it's just like, man, this is what it's supposed to be like. I forgot how that felt. That was the coach before Brandon Staley. Anthony Lynn was basically saying, I'm in an organization where it matters to win. The Chargers, you listen, I, I really think we could simplify it. They're not serious people. They're not serious. You know how you hit before you go out to the game? Everybody hits something Notre Dame or something like that. <laughs> Play like a champion yeah, today. Yeah. Chargers have over there. We're not serious. You hit that. Hit that as Instead you go out Instead of the there. rock at Clemson, it's just uh, Bozo the Clown. Dean Spanos. We're not serious. <laughs> Why, not? Why not? Do you get the sense that you. Sean McVay? But you are not 
serious people. Yes. Yes. How frantic. That, how, fran- how frantic was was his? It's week two. Like if it were week fourteen, and they were dropping like a rock in but the playoff race. But he knows what everybody's saying about him, and it's affecting him. Sean McVay has had some grumpy press conferences along the way. It happens. But he's never sounded frantic. He's never sounded like, I don't know what the hell's going on and I don't know how to stop it. Everything's fine. It has nothing to do with Jacksonville. Everything. No, dude, you know what you do? We didn't. We're off to a terrible start. How do you think we feel? We're off to a terrible start. We're going to be all right. We got good players. I'm going to get it fixed. I'm going to get it fixed. We we had a bad day today. It's my fault. I'll fix it. Unfortunately for him. I, I don't think any of this is the surprise. The only surprise is if you see something different from Staley. You see something different from the Chargers. We haven't seen it. College football corner with Emily, part two, coming up next. Plus, the Dodgers they did it again. That's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, y'all, we're going to start out by going to the Midwest with Ohio. Okay, so Ohio played Iowa State ooh, <laughs> and beat be. Iowa State 10-7. to But that's not really the story from this game. The story from this game is that uh, Iowa State was down 10-0. to Watch the whole the, game. It's the fourth quarter, <laughs> and they were going up to go kick a field goal to get make it 10-3. to And so they kicked the field goal, and it's really high, but it's within the uprights. And the refs just marked it as no good, and so the Iowa State is still down ten to zero. So I don't know. It's just it was like one of the most egregious like missed calls in college football that and I they remember. They lost by a field goal, and they lost by a field goal. So of is this something that should do. be reviewed? I'm so done with instant replay. I can't even begin to what tell happened? you the, the, because it's there to fix that. Yeah, the whole point of instant replay is to fix obvious mistakes right that the ball was clearly in bounds and they ruled it out of bounds or the ball skipped in and a guy caught it on a bounce it's there to fix that yeah and we can't fix that because it's not reviewable under rules where we can take high definition 100 frames a second video cameras and the ball wiggles 
for a nanosecond incomplete. That's not what that's for. It's to fix egregious errors like the one Emily's talking about, and we don't use it for that. Get rid of the whole thing. It's okay, just first stupid. off, first off, how do the refs miss that? Like, I still can't I understand. Know. It's either the field goal was good or they it was not have missed good. It, but okay, you don't mistakes. know. Okay, Trev, let's just say you don't know. Hey, we're not sure. Can we look at that one? Can we? Can we do anything to just make sure? It's points. It's a field goal. That field goal is either, and the fact that they lose by three is picture perfect. I don't hate the replay. I'm fine with the replay. I just, I'm not crazy about how some of the replays are used. That's, that one is a very confusing one. They lose by field goal. Yes, review it and get it right. All right, so the next one I'm going to talk about is Alabama and University of uh, Southern Florida, USF. So Alabama beats USF 17-3, to but... It is not a convincing win. No. Alabama does not look like Alabama. And so here's this stat that's kind of crazy. So Alabama, with the new AP rankings, is at number 13. So out, number 13 Alabama is out of the top 10 of the Associated Press of college football poll for the first time in eight years. Crazy. That's incredibly Im- impressive um, for them to do it. But, again, is this the kind of downfall spiral of Alabama? I don't think it's a downfall spiral, but it may be the beginning of them being something other than the very best team every single year. Like unbeatable. It, yeah, yeah. And look, I don't want to get too far into the weeds here, but this is when SC was killing guys with Matt Leinart and, and Reggie Bush and Lindell White and all those guys, and then when SC was one of the best teams in football in the late 70s and the early, yeah, it's the offensive and defensive lines. They just maul people. Alabama mauled people up front on both sides of the line for the better part of 10, 12, 15 years. Georgia's doing that now. Georgia's just absolutely manhandling people. They couldn't get a push against USF. They couldn't impose their physical will against South. There's not one guy on South Florida that Alabama probably wanted. Not they, one their guy. Their defense is like 131st last year. They yeah. couldn't do anything. So I, I think it is a real good indication that this is a problem. It's not a couple of bad days. It's a problem inside I the I mean, program. we've seen this with Davo and Clemson the past two years, too, where, again, it wasn't a, like, a, a free fall. It right. was a gradual descent into they're not unbeatable anymore. Here's the thing that's so impressive to me is when we hear stats, stats like that about Alabama that they're out of the top 10 and it's it's so weird to see a number 13 next <laughs> right. to it Alabama. Is. Which but is, they're also only number 13. I was just going to say which is Two so losses. insane that number 13 to them is basically that they're ranked 88th in the country. That's how they look at it. <laughs> Um, things can't last forever. Nope. And I'm not telling you that this is the downfall of Alabama because I don't think we'll ever believe that. I agree. But maybe, just maybe, the dominant program that's been dominant for so long no longer is that university on a, on a year-in, year-out basis. Think about it. There's not a guy on USF team that Alabama probably really sure. wanted. And they were not able to push them around. They, sure. they, again, they won the game, but it was a late touchdown that would kind of make the score look. That game was much closer than it looked like. Mm-hmm. Much three, closer three than half. it looked like. Yeah, and shoot, USF had a chance to tie that game a bunch of times mm-hmm. in the second half. It wasn't like they ran away with it. It, it happens. <laughs> Nothing lasts forever unless it's the Dodgers winning the NL West. That might <laughs> last forever. That is that Maybe. is a totally different thing. Ten out of eleven. The, you know what's the weirdest part about it? Okay, is not just ten out of eleven, but the one time they didn't win it, they won a hundred and five games. It's it's not like they you know they were crushed with injuries like they were this year, and they just dropped out, and somebody else won ninety two, and you missed it. 
They won the one year in the last 11, they haven't won the division. They won 105 games and won around in the playoffs, went to the NLCS. That's the year that they didn't win the division. It's an extraordinary accomplishment. I know that we talked about last year. Hey, don't take this for granted. And I don't want to, but you're a victim of your own. It's not unlike Alabama, where, what do you mean you're not the second or third best team in the country. What do you mean you're only 13th? It You get spoiled, and I think Dodger fans, Dodger, just anybody that roots for that team thinks that, okay, if you don't win the World Series, it's a disaster, and that's kind of true, but winning the division 10 out of 11 years is just remarkable. I think last year, what threw us off, and yes, you're right, it's very, very easy to take for granted. Um, I mean, for me, just covering the Dodgers over the last couple of years, you just felt their domination. You felt, yeah, this is what they do. But I'll tell you why this year, I think it really sh- should be appreciated differently. They won 111 games this past year. They're on pace. There's a good chance that they'll probably win 100 again. Yeah, high 90s 99, worse. Whatever, 98, yeah. whatever it is. But just think about this year coming in. You didn't go out and really spend a lot of money in the offseason. Doesn't mean you don't have stars. Mookie, Freddie can be MVPs any year. But there was the conversation of you're going to have some real competition this year and that never took place the Padres did this the Giants kind of faded away Arizona's super young Rockies are not in the mix the Dodgers I think this is the part where maybe I appreciate it more this year they've been a unbelievable team with so many different circumstances that have gone against them this year can I read you a list please of of the things that have happened to them this year this is in no particular order. Gavin Lux out for the season. He gets hurt in spring training. Didn't, yep. didn't swing the bat once. Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin, Walker Bueller, all lost for injuries this Look season. Look at those names. Yeah, those think, are three think about of your those five three parts names. of the starting rotation. Right. Whether Walker Bueller or what Gonsolin did last year, those could be key pieces in any rotation. Julio Arias got arrested yep. again. Clayton Kershaw missed two months. Ten different rookies have played for this team. Ten. Okay, on a team that's trying to win a World Series, 10 rookies have played. Uh, Hudson and Trinan have missed virtually the end. Daniel Hudson pitched very, very briefly. Trinan hasn't pitched at all. J.D. Martinez missing 40-plus games. And Jason Hayward has been a revelation, right? A revelation when they signed him for basically nothing. He was a non-roster invitee to spring training, and they're on a pace to win 100 games. Two of those things sink every other team in baseball. All of those things happen to the Dodgers. They're going to win 100 games and win it for the 10th time in 11 years. They're 13, 13 and change up on Arizona. Mm-hmm. They got the second best record in the NL. It's not even close. Um, and I, I thought, you know, if we really want to kind of highlight this, this weekend to me was one of the most impressive things that I saw from the wrong. Dodgers all year long. You lock up the division on a Saturday. Kershaw, I know we could talk about Kershaw a little bit later and some of the question marks there. But you lock up the division against Seattle in Seattle where every game to the Mariners could be the difference of them making the playoffs or not. And because they lost three in a row to the Dodgers, they're now on the outside looking in. Yep. I don't want to bring this in, but I think a lot of times we look at the conversation of where's Shohei going to end up. I'm just saying that if, if for a quick second you're looking at both of these organizations – Okay, what if the Mariners don't make it? Here are the Dodgers with all the injuries that you just mentioned. Shohei can kind of envision himself. If I slot myself into that team, whether I'm there or not, they make the playoffs every single year. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be there. They're going to make the playoffs every single year. 
I saw it this weekend was so impressive, and I, and I know I don't think I, it's going to get right. enough pub, but uh, it it, it kind of highlights who the Dodgers Dr. are. Bataglia, you can't call extension one. I'm going to start coughing into your poncho. Page, Dr. <laughs> You're going to get it. Oh, oh, we can wash it, man. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, whatever your detergent is, I'm I'm fond of it. Oh, it's got a very nice. I, scent. I do the laundry at my place at, at, at my house. What is it? It's just uh, tied, and then I. Put softener on. Puts it. a bar of Downy soap in there. It's terrific. Yeah, right. It's wonderful. I want yeah. all my clothes to smell like yeah, this. I, I do the laundry. Yeah. You can't fake urgency. You can't fake it. You can't simulate it. You can't talk yourself into it. The Dodgers are playing for nothing. Nothing. They've got a billion game lead in their division. The Mariners are fighting for their lives. They're fighting for their playoff lives. They didn't play anybody yesterday. And the Dodgers swept them. Mm-hmm. That, that that's just not how it's without supposed a rotation to go. with no rotation. Emmett Sheehan looked really good. Mm-hmm. Kershaw came back and looked okay. We'll talk about more about him, and he said some interesting things after the game. But the one thing in athletics that you just cannot simulate is intensity, is meaningfulness, is desperation. The Mariners had it, the Dodgers didn't, and the Mariners got swept anyway. That's not how that goes. Now, I don't know what happens when it comes to playoff time sure, and sure. you're throwing out there a million you know, guys that are super green, but they're really good all I, over I again. will say it did this, at least for me, as somebody who's just observing it. When Julio, the news came out about Julio, he's not pitching again for the Dodgers. The question marks around Kershaw – I immediately just kind of in my own mind said, well, how are they going to win a playoff series? How do you win a playoff series with that situation? The fact that they went and just beat a playoff team, I'm sure for them even internally it's like, guys, we ain't out of this thing. They're not out of it. The the path is wildly different than it's been in the past, but it's just different. It's maybe a little longer and a little more challenging, but it exists. That. They're going to play a team like Seattle in the first round of the playoffs. I know that Seattle's, but they're going to no, but that's a good comp. Seattle like yeah. whether that's Cincinnati, Miami, Milwaukee. Chicago, Milwaukee. They're going to play a team that's kind of in that era or area as far as talent goes. And they 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 ran out their hungover lineup yesterday, right? The day after everybody gets wasted in the clubhouse, you go out there and all the vets get the day off no because Freddy, they get no to Mookie. Yep, they win anyway. It's just crazy. Factor cap coming up next is Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, guys. Yo, I am. So I feel like everybody's lying to me uh, and that everyone's <laughs> kind of like doing this against me because we did something on a break and I just feel like 
this can't be possible. We're not seeing the same thing. And I feel like all the men in this office are ganging up against me to have a conspiracy <laughs> theory that this is true, I didn't but... even know what you guys were doing when I walked back in. So oh, I, sure I you was, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, maybe we'll talk about it later. But uh, so Deion Sanders um, has two of his sons playing on his team. So uh, he has his kids with him and he talks about his child ranking a lot. Okay, so which child is... he stole that from me, but go ahead. <laughs> yes, of course. He stole it from <laughs> Travis Rogers, but and he doesn't give you any credit. That's right. I'm going to play a uh, sound from Dion talking about his child ranking. You play football, you play baseball. He, he is moving up. He is moving on up like the Jeffersons. But Shador is straight up balling too. Um, Bossy came in and gave me the biggest hug and kiss and, and appreciation for daddy that she could ever give me at the end of the game. So that was great. And Junior's been balling. What he does on social media is is is, is fascinating. So it's, it's tough. My kids' rankings are tough. It's a serious run right now. It really is. It's a serious run right now. I'm the only one that's honest about ranking my kids. You guys act like you love all of them the same and you don't. <laughs> I don't know why y'all act like that. <laughs> all right. So I don't have kids and I always have kids, but you know where you are in your parents' child ranking. Uh, Trav Fetchkat. I'd like to defer on that answer. Um, <laughs> I do. I want to push back on something about your that Dion said. Not necessarily about my own. He's wrong what he said. He said people lie about you love your kids equally. That's not true. You love your children equally. You like them wildly different <laughs> amounts, right? That no yeah. matter how angry you said it's and always disappointed, a shift. It's always it's very moving. fluid. It's very fluid. No matter how angry you might be with one of your kids, you'll love them, and it it never goes away. But whether you like them or not, that's a day. That's an hour to hour ranking, right? <laughs> if Jerry Palm had his rankings out, it'd be the most complicated math formula you've ever seen in your life. But I get where Dion's coming from. Al, where's your? Where are you and your siblings? I refuse. I only have one sibling, and I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I think I'm by default her favorite, but you know, at least my mom's favorite. But I think it's by default. I think it's because I'm the youngest and I'm the only son. I think there was. I think I won clearly by default. If you I bring was, something different to the table. I think there's a little bit different. I got two older sisters, so I, I think by default I, I I'm her favorite. All right, Jorge. We're about to have our second child here, and me and Brenda get into it. Like, you know, I'm gonna take Maite more than the baby. She's like, no, dude, we gotta have. It's gonna be equal. You can't pick and choose. Like, that's just it's not fair for. Oh, you know, yeah. it's gonna happen. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> but we, it's like, inevitable. But it's an interesting question because we're starting to get into that. Like, oh look, I'm gonna take care of this one more than I'm gonna care more for that one, and it's like, nah. Wait till you have the moment where you get home from work one day, yeah. or Brenda comes home from work one yeah. day, and, and you're gonna be like, the... yeah, here's your daughter. Go <laughs> deal with her. Right? That 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 happens to all of us, and it's it's one of those oh, one of those days. Okay, I'll I'll do it. I know who's the bottom of the rankings of my sisters this week. Okay, so my sister Claire. Uh, decided to so we have a family group chat sometimes we'll share stuff it's most of my parents sharing things where they're at and like we'll react to that and stuff but uh, Claire just decided to drop on Saturday morning that she's gonna go to Italy for Thanksgiving and she's like yeah I just bought the ticket and we we're like oh well we all didn't know about this information and so uh, I think that she's the bottom of the sister ranking just because she would not be home for Thanksgiving and again I'll every time I go home I'm always the top because they don't see me very often so it's well, always you stack fun. the deck right yes. the absence makes the heart grow fonder do yes. they do Thanksgiving in Italy? Is that a thing? Do they have? A t- I, I know so. Canada does theirs in October. When yeah. does maybe Italy does theirs in like you know two weeks? I don't know maybe. what it is. I'm not sure, but she's going to go visit some her friend who's um uh, deployed overseas in Italy, oh, and nice. so that's where she's going to be with her. So um, <laughs> the next thing, so. 
uh, ESPN rolled out a new Monday Night Football. I'm not going to say it's like the theme, but it's kind of like the Carrie Underwood version, but for Monday Night Football. So I'm going to play it for you real quick. It's Chris Stapleton and uh, Snoop Dogg is also on it. So this is just the teaser. So obviously it's off of the Phil Collins song. Um, but it's a remix of it. And I'm sure there's going to be some more uh, elements with Snoop Dogg in it and stuff like that. But this Monday Night Football theme is going to be sick. Uh, Alpha or Cap? I'm going to go Cap on this. A little slow. Takes a while. Yeah, almost. Do you I, not I, like that song? The Phil Collins song? I like the song. But it's it takes... From Monday Night Football, I feel like you have... You know, I know these setups go a lot longer at times, but I, I need, I want it to be more energy because it's the NFL, because it's Monday Night Football, it's the exclusive game on Mondays. They didn't, they didn't really do it for me. They didn't do it for me. All right, Jeff. I love it. I was going to say, I, a terrible take, I, Al. I, I, I love it. <laughs> I, I think it's great. And what I do like about it is it gets right to the bump, 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 right? Because that's the... It's not the hook, but Can that's the thing that you're waiting for in that in that song, right? <laughs> you want the Phil Collins drum riff. Chris Stapleton sounds really good. We didn't hear Snoop in there, but yeah, no, I love it. I can't wait to see it. All right, Jorge. No, I love it too. I don't know what you're uh, drinking there, Sleep. <laughs> no, tea. I love it, especially. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, T for a terrible take. Exactly. Oh, wow. <laughs> don't make me list your hey, takes, man. We'll hey, be here for half hey. the show. <laughs> hey, who cares? Those are my takes. <laughs> no, exactly. no, I love it. I love it, and it's uh, you got to watch it with the visuals, though. The visuals make up for the you know the slow that you hear in that. So yeah, yeah I, I love it. Uh, one rule of thumb for Emily is that whenever Chris Stapleton does a uh, like a cover of anything, if he's on anything you go listen to it because he is one of the most talented vocalists out there his he's so good i saw him live in that really big concert that i went to at virginia mm. and uh it, he's amazing live he's amazing recorded so i'm excited to see they're the still thing. gonna have the dun 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 oh, we still course. got that yeah, right yeah, that's okay. still gonna yeah. be there this is kind of like the carry underwood thing where it's like waiting all day for sunday night i like that too Sounds i like exactly that one like yeah <laughs> i did like that one <laughs> all right so um so after i get home from uh the Rams games, especially if it's like a 1 uh, p.m. start or something, I'll go home, I'll watch the uh, Sunday, night fo- Sunday night football game, and I'll prep for the show. And so I had maybe a seltzer or two, and I was like, oh, this is really funny. So I had an idea, and I was like, this would be, because I saw someone post about this, and then I sent it to Clinton, uh, the factor cat that I had, and he says, you need to ask this question. All right, so we're aware of the anthropomorphized scrub daddy, right? Do you know what scrub daddy is? I do not. No, I don't think it is. I don't think I know. (sighs) Okay, so this might not work. So, Scrub Daddy is a sponge that has a face on it. It was on Shark... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on... um, Wash dishes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so it washes... Shark Tank? Shark Tank is where it was... It's one of the most successful Shark Tank, I guess. Yep, Do we know what a smiley face potato is? So, you know those, like, frozen potatoes that are in the fridge that are smiley faces? Yeah. Are we aware of this, Al? Uh, yes. Nah. Okay. Yeah, seeing so it now, yeah. It's essentially like a tater top, but yeah. it's a smiley face. Mm-hmm. All right, so the scrub daddy and the smiley face potato fries are siblings. Travis, <laughs> factor cap. 
I haven't seen the scrub daddy, but I like it. I like that the potato guy has a sibling. So I'm going to say fact because I know exactly what the potato guy looks like. Yeah. Look, look, this may speak more to my interests, Al, that I know the potato product and not the cleaning product, <laughs> that I, I'm more in one lane than the other is probably not a huge surprise. But yeah, look, I, I like if all of those you know, corporate mascots or logos. I, I like to think of them all them. as one big family, that they're all related. It's like, it's its own universe. So we have the MCU, we have the potato scrubbing universe <laughs> The well. anthropomorphized <laughs> yes. smiling faces at you. Exactly. Al? Okay, the only reason why I say they, they, because they're, I don't think they're family members, because I need one food item to be with another food item to make them a family. Okay. This, because it's a cleaning product, and that is something that you actually eat. Are they cousins? Cousins, it could be cousins. <laughs> could be friends. Could be something like yeah. that. But I, I say no on this. Jorge? Uh no, I, I fact, I guess. You know, like first you eat the potato, then you clean it up with a cousin. <laughs> so you know, maybe you can they're go not with like that. that's a pretty close like, yeah. cousins yeah. are very close, right? Yeah. That is you have siblings. But they don't always look alike, but they look kind of alike. Right. they and You've been around them a lot, presumably. Yeah. This could be like a great aunt that grew up in another country. <laughs> I, I also asked my friends, too, if you had to like live your life as either the scrub daddy or the uh, potato, the smiley face potato, which would you do? Because scrub daddy, you live, but you have to scrub everything for the rest of your life. You're having to be in all this grossness. If you're the potato, you might be eaten very quickly. But live a short, frozen. good life. Yes, but you make someone happy. You, you make someone's day. They, being a sponge would be disgusting. Yeah, I agree. Right? They're, they're, they're so, I I throw that thing out almost yeah, every time I I was going to say, what's it? the best one you just like? All right, this one's got to go, and you grab a new sponge. You oh, feel like, oh, this is it. But then you use it like twice. It's like, well, this one needs to go too. They're just so foul. You never get all of whatever's in there out of there. It, yes. Yeah, I'm looking at the scrub daddy there. They're not cousins. They're twin brothers. <laughs> they're, they're, I, I finally took a, they look exactly the same. Yes. Yes. I also, I'm a scrub daddy stan, and I will use scrub daddies all the time, and I, uh, you know, because they also have a scrub mommy that has the sponge on the other side. Again, I can get in the whole uh, story behind Scrub Daddy. <laughs> All right, but um, I'm also on TikTok, and I, you know, no, oh, right, it's, it's a shock. <laughs> Did you just sign up? <laughs> I just signed up. I just got my account. Um, but I have a lot of things on my on my for you page, but one of them includes a lot of football content because I engage with the football content, and one of them is a lot of times it's of thirst trap videos for different quarterbacks, and the main quarterback is Joe Burrow. So, you understand why everyone is so thirsty for Joe Burrow. Her, Jorge, factor cap. I do not. So, why is everybody so thirsty about Joe Burrow? Explain, you TikTok user. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to ask, see if you guys can understand maybe why he's so thirsty. So, Travis, factor cap. I, I Intellectually, in fact, is my answer. And I, here's why I think I get it. I've heard you talk about him a lot. I've heard my daughter talk about Joe Burrow mm. a lot. So, I'm aware that... Of a certain, because you and my daughter, Joey only, Ice, uh, <laughs> Joey Ice, or Joey Burr, yeah. <laughs> that I understand that twenty somethings are very attracted to him. So I, I, I don't get it. Like Jimmy G, I get mm -hmm. right. That makes perfect sense to me. But the the Burrow thing does not. But I know that I'm in, I'm wrong. Al, I get it. I mean, look at some of the gear the guy's been wearing. He's got this swag to him too. He doesn't care. Like he he's kind of created his own thing. Um, I think. There's a lot of people that respect – I might look ridiculous wearing this, but he wears something and he doesn't care what you think about it. I think that has a lot to go with it, so I I, I get it. I think it has to do with, yeah, what Al said, the swag, the fashion, the like 
F-U attitude it seems like he has. It's just the kind of way he carries himself. I think more than actually how he looks, because I mean his, his looks are great, but it's less of how he looks, but more about Where how he carries, carries himself. Where he carries himself, yeah. Yes, exactly. So that's why he may have so many thirst traps. Do you have, Jorge and Slee, do you guys have one of these guys in your group of buddies who isn't necessarily ugly, but is not Jimmy G, let's just say, right? He's not like classically handsome. Nobody's saying, hey, is that George Clooney? Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. But also is the guy that is magnetic everywhere you go. Women are drawn to him. Do you have a person like that? Yeah, in he's group? in the back room of that. DeAndre. Yeah, we went hey. to a Do- we went to a Dodgers game, and the girl at the park. I can't tell you what she said exactly, but <laughs> man, she looked Good inside. And I was like, whoa. Good for you, DeAndre. Yeah. But there's always it, it's much more what you're saying, Em. It's much more the vibe you're putting out in the oh, universe yeah. than necessarily what your face looks like, especially for men. Because women are yeah. far more drawn to real things. Guys are far more superficial and awful. <laughs> That's just the way that we roll. Angels are having a great season. It just keeps getting better. Broken leg? Really? That's next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, so whoever's going to make that graphic, that's six in a row. Six in a row. Taylor Swift talk today. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, uh, it's Ian we've Eagle's carried, We've carried a couple of these. I think the last couple of shows Emily didn't mention. I know Friday we mentioned it, Jorge. We're basically carrying the Taylor Swift conversation moving forward. That's right. You should apply to that USA Today job. You should. <laughs> you should. Ian Eagle's awesome. That he He's really good at what he does. And to... To put that in there like that and yeah. not have it sound ridiculous is very hard to he, do. He had to he probably it. parse through all the titles to say, Absolutely. hey, which one actually kind of makes sense? Perfect. It, it, it's That's an art. To be able to drop a reference like that and not have it sound totally lame sure. 
And Eagle absolutely nails it. Thursday Night Football has a new home, the 909 Sports Bar at Yamaha Resort and Casino. Join producer Lindsay Baseball in the 710 Fun and Games Department every Thursday night for a party party Oh, party Lindsay will be giving away $1,000 every Thursday night. This Thursday night from 4 to 7 at the 909 Sports Bar. Win cash and watch football with producer Lindsay. 1000 bucks. Al. There you go. That's pretty good. That's Lindsay, fun. Hanging Lindsay out with taking Lindsay, over. it's great. So let's talk about cam makers very quickly that is so weird that it took exactly one week for them basically to say get the hell out of here we're, we're, we're done with your deal he got to play a little bit in seattle he scored a touchdown yeah. i think he had like 20 snaps or so it wasn't like he wasn't on the field he was pretty even in the carries with kyron in that game the carries were very similar but the snaps was exactly. almost two to one yeah. the other way I, I don't get this guy's deal, Al, that he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. He just got as crystal clear of an answer from the NFL at large that basically said, not interested. He was available last year. Nobody wanted him. Hmm. And you're going to pull this to the point where Sean McVay just says, you know what, we're done. We're, we're, we're not doing this. We're we're not going to go back and forth on this. He's inactive. That's a coach's decision. Les Snead was saying, you know, we're about culture. We're about personal responsibility. And that's why Cam is – I can't wrap my head around a guy who's trying to find his next job and doing this at his current one. Here's the problem, too. You're playing for an organization that knows what they're doing. You're playing for an organization that has a good track record. You're playing for an organization, a coach and a GM, that I'm sure a lot of – a lot of um, experts around the league or other GMs say, hey, I, I, I like the, Ram- the way the Rams do business. If Cam Akers, I'm just, it's not the best. If he was on a team where you're like, yeah, but that organization is disorganized. Yeah, they always the have a different coach every other year. Yeah, the front office is awful. You can't have that with the Rams. And I, I think it sends an incredible message. And the message is no players bigger than the team. Now, listen, if Cam Akers was the best running back in the league, it might be a different conversation, but he's not. So you don't have as long of a leash as you might have if you're top, top echelon in talent or whatever the case is. So I, I, he's really kind of shooting himself in the foot here. This is what uh, Laura Ackman from Fox Sports said. Les Needs said other guys beat him out to be on the field today. But what I've heard all morning is it's fair to connect the dots from last year's issues to this year's with Cam. With all these young guys, culture is a big focus right now. Akers, I was told, wasn't adhering to that. Two main principles of this culture, I was told, do what's expected of you and accountability. Dude, they just told you the league i'm not even talking the the league just said not interested and one game in you're gonna pull this again i, I just in purely selfish reasons in self-interest don't you go to work just so you can get paid whether it's here or somewhere else don't you continue to show it's, up and do the things you need to do interest to do that it's in his best interest tiraj to all right let me maybe the situation's not perfect here can i create something for myself can i can I potentially create more value for myself? And then I, I'm sure the Rams, if you're thinking to yourself, Cam Akers is not going to be a part of the future here, cool. Can you ball out with us so then we can get you another opportunity That's somewhere else? That's what they else? did at the end of last year, right? So they sent him home. They brought him back, which was just surreal. He went over 100 yards last three games of the season. He was really good. And then, boom, instantly. Like, I don't know what you think you are. The, the NFL, the Colts, they told Jonathan Taylor, we're not doing that. Jonathan Taylor is light years better than Cam Akers. Saquon Barkley couldn't come to a long-term deal. They had to do a one-year deal. 
right? Running backs are as financially least valuable that they've ever been, right? That they're a dime a dozen according to NFL teams. Not that they aren't important, but they don't get That's how they're being valued. And this is how you're going to do it. Listen to Sean McVay when he was asked about it after the game. This, this, unlike Brandon Staley, who's kind of all over the place, this is just very matter of fact, we're not doing this anymore. Coach's decision felt like that was the best for our football team. I uh, felt like Kyron gave us, uh, you know, the best opportunity and what Ronnie and Royce have done. So that was uh, that was a decision that I made. Is this similar, Sean? No, this is different. This is this is yeah. No, this is this is just it's it's more about I'm I'm always going to make decisions, Gary, that I think are in the best interest of our football team. And you know, I, I have tremendous respect for Cam Akers, uh, but I felt like you know for our football team today and in this game and as we move forward, uh, that was going to be the best decision for us. I think there's going to be an opportunity to, to see what that looks like moving forward, but it's not going to be a back and forth thing. And he and I had, he and I have had great dialogue, and we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. I get the sense that they haven't had a great a lot of great dialogue. <laughs> I think that that may be uh, a bit of poetic license. And from there. listening to Sean McVay for the past three years, like kind of closely, whenever he says tremendous respect, he might not necessarily mean it in that same. Uh, <laughs> That same great. Does it mean tremendous respect? Yeah, he means yeah. There, there might be other words that he wants to use. He doesn't stutter in anything that he says. I mean, just no. that that. I know he knows the question's coming, but that's not a prepared statement. That's now. Nah, here's what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else you guys want me to tell you. This is what it is. It's very matter of fact. Kyron Williams was asked about it after the game, and he said, "Well, I, I enjoyed my I, the time when Cam was here. Yeah. Like he was already talking about it in the past tense, and you got to move on." And again, the Rams are building towards something. The Rams, I think, are much better. Pulling with us, or are you pulling the other way? There you go. Mm-hmm. Are, are you going to be a part of us trying to do And they are young. You know, Stafford is an older player. Donald's an older player. Cup is an older player. There's a lot of youngsters. There's yeah. a lot of youngsters. And the last thing I need is a guy that's not buying into our culture, and he clearly was not. And, oh, by the way, if whatever it is the details are if a lot of these young guys see well cam can get away with that or cam can get away with this that 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 i think is probably the most important sure. thing is we send a message about cam Akers. every other youngster within that organization you think they're like uh why don't we go ahead and dot our i's and cross our t's who is the guy in that building that is largely considered to be the most fierce competitor out there the guy that just does not take a day a season a playoff Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. right? Aaron Donald comes in in exquisite physical condition every year. He plays ferociously on every snap, and Cam Akers thinks that he doesn't have to buy in? Come on, man. All right, before we Come break, <laughs> Eddie Creo is in response to my factor cap about the uh, scrub daddy and the smiling face potato. Again, if you don't know what those are, look it up. Um, so he says, my theory is that scrub daddy and smiling face potatoes are twins that were separated at birth by, quote unquote, big grocery. <laughs> and that when you scrub with the scrub daddy, the potato would feel it. Um, and when you bite into the smiling face potato, the scrub daddy feels it as well. So, again, if you have both those in your house, test out the theory. I've been lost trying to find the economics of what they paid for in Shark Tank. So I guess uh, one of the investors, $200,000 got 20% of the company. And then I was looking at what their sales are. The sponge hit more than 110 million in retail sales and sold over 25 million units. I think that's a pretty that's good, good investment. That's a good deal. 200,000 in for that 20%, 20% of that. In. Yeah. We should yeah. we're in the wrong business, Lee. Yeah. The Angels need to blow it up, but they won't. That's next. It's Travis Lee 710 ESPN.